Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Asher Marketing Podcast. My guest tonight is Scott Hinderman from the Fort Wayne Airport Authority. Scott, thanks for being with us here tonight. Hey, thanks for having me. We were just talking about the fact we're both transplants from other parts of the world. Cold places, but Scott's origins are a little colder than mine. You're from Minnesota originally. Tell us a little bit about where you're from. It's actually southern Minnesota. I was born and raised... Uh, so the warm part of Minnesota. Yeah, right. It's a <laughs> tropical Minnesota. Yes. Uh, so I was born and raised on a farm. My, my parents still live there. My brother and sister still live there. Uh, I think I knew probably, I don't know, that seventh or second or third grade, I was not going to live in Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the winters can get pretty brutal, especially if you don't have the winter toys, snowmobiles, skis, and all that stuff. Sure. Uh, but it was a great place to be born and raised, a small town called Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. Okay, um, that's a great name. It is. A uh, town of maybe 3,000, 4,000 people. Right. Uh, everybody knew everybody. Yeah. So when I got in trouble as a high school kid, uh, you know, my, <laughs> everybody told my dad tomorrow you know, yeah. the next morning. Yeah. So, yeah. But again, it was uh, uh, fond memories of the area. Um, small town. If you're going to try to get into aviation like I did, there's not a huge career path or uh, uh, things to do in sure. small town Sleepy Eye. Sure. Well, it's it's called Sleepy Eye, so it must be <laughs> pretty sleepy. So you moved now to Bami, comparatively Bami, Indiana, and we're, we're glad that you're here. So, Scott, as we discussed before the recording started, on this podcast, we talk about three things. We talk about your career path, talk about your organization, and then some of the projects you're working on. So I, I'd like to start with career path, and one of the things that intrigues me about you is the fact that, if I'm not mistaken, you actually studied aviation in college. And I'd like to hear about your background and maybe talk about that a little bit, but you can start before it. You can start in the middle of it, whatever is comfortable to you. So tell us how you basically progressed to where you are today. Well, I'll, I'll go back to Minnesota as a farm yeah. boy, all the aircraft, whether it's crop dusters or we were right in between uh, Minneapolis and Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the way the aircraft would fly. So there was a, a lot of airplanes flying over all the time. So I just, I kind of fell in love with aviation without really knowing what aviation is. So mm -hmm. I did go to, my intention uh, was to go to college to become a professional pilot. I got my private pilot license while I was still in high school. Okay. Because uh, I was looking forward to a career even while I was still in high school. Um, looking at what to do, uh, I, I always, you know, did some reading research. And, you know, if you're a pilot, Old, there's a statement out there that you're one bad physical uh, of being unemployed. Uh -huh. uh, you know, you yeah. have to be healthy to be sure. flying. Sure. So I went to the University of North Dakota. They have a huge aviation program, kind of similar to Purdue, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm from the, the north. Yeah. Uh, a little bit closer to home. And uh, they actually have a business degree uh, that specializes in aviation administration. So okay. I have a B, BBA in uh, uh, aviation administration. It does have professional pilots, so I came out with my commercial instrument pilot license, uh, but it also, you know, kind of specializes in how to run a business. Uh, okay. It's focus group, it, you, you could have gone from my degree, you could have gone into airports, aircraft maintenance, airline, uh, anything aviation related uh, in a business environment. Okay. Someplace in that, my college career, um, I just kind of said, you know, flying is a great time. It's exciting. It's fun. But when you're piloting and you are actually sitting out there hoping for bad weather just because you're, <laughs> you're, you want a challenge. Yeah, sure. Um, I didn't know that I was going to be the person who sits behind the, in the cockpit for an entire career. Yeah. So yeah. I 
I moved away from piloting and went down a different path. Okay. So have when is the most recent time when you've flown? Is it something you still do or is it something you stopped doing a while ago? No, it's been 15 plus years okay. since I've uh, piloted command myself, okay. uh, um, mostly because... Uh, well, my wife and I are empty nesters now, but, uh, you know, I had three kids and when they started wanting to go to college, my, uh, my hobby, if you will, had to subside, yeah. uh, which is fine. And, and I don't have any regrets. Uh, sure. Great kids. They got through college and they're all doing their own thing now. So. Yeah. So, so move And you said you've been in Indiana for about 11 years. Is that correct? 13. 13. Okay. Um, what, what were your initial impressions of Indiana? Was it like home? Was it different? What struck you about Indiana when you first moved here? You know, I would say now it's very much like home with the exception of, you know, summers are maybe three weeks, four weeks on each end a little bit longer mm-hmm. or come a little bit for earlier. Uh, but when I first moved, um, might not be fair because when I, I, came, I came to Fort Wayne via uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Okay. Uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, I, I kind of call that big sky country. Yeah. Uh, you can get four inches of snow in the morning and in the afternoon, it, you know, it's 50. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But every day the sun is bright. It's, you know, so when I first came to Fort Wayne, I think it's a little bit of a hangover uh, where I had forgotten how gray skies <laughs> yeah. the Midwest can be in sure. the winter months. Sure. Uh, I have forgotten that, hey, you really want to have it really, really, really cold because that's when it's a blue sky. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, but I... I like Fort Wayne. Uh, you know, it's the longest I've lived in one spot other than my high school or, or growing up my childhood, if okay. you will. Uh, I like Fort Wayne. My kids uh, went through their schools. Uh, uh, we call Fort Wayne home. Okay. So, so Minnesota to college in the Dakotas to Cheyenne to Fort Wayne. Any other stops along the way? Oh, yeah. There's a, whole, <laughs> yeah, there's a handful. Okay. Uh, so right. in college, uh, like probably most college kids, uh, especially if you're yeah, going down an aviation career path, uh, I needed some financial assistance. So I, I entered in the Marine Corps Officer Candidate School uh, Program. Okay. So the Marine Corps actually gave me a little bit of uh, help to pay for college. Okay. Um, they also had a program to where you could, you know, sign on the dotted line to become an officer. Sure. And they guaranteed you um, kind of an MOS or, you know, your career path or your job. Uh, so I did go into aircraft maintenance mm-hmm. uh, for the Marine Corps. I was yeah. in charge of several different kind of helicopters, the 53 Echo, uh, the 46, the, the, the Cobra, and the Huey. Um, I went into Marine Corps, I knew darn well that I'd be coming out. It was not yeah, going to be sure. a lifer in sure. it. Uh, uh, just because the time I went in, I did serve in the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might have been, an, not the Gulf War, but uh, the fact that I was in, I actually, when I was getting out, I sat down and programmed the time. Uh, my time in the military, I was deployed 48% of the time. Okay. And that's just not how I was going to raise my... Sure. Got three daughters, and that's not how I wanted to raise. Sure. Uh, that said, nobody ever can do this, and maybe everybody says it, but I, I can truly say I believe it, uh, and I would. If you could roll back time and do things over again, I would again enter into the Marine Corps. I, I had a really good time. I learned a lot. They taught me a lot of leadership. Yeah. Uh, but that said, I would also get out again. Uh, <laughs> so, you, so you did it the right way. I did. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. you know, that's, you know, I've done things the wrong way, but that's sure. when I would really, uh, and I look back on the day where, geez, I could actually have retired, uh, but uh, I enjoyed my time. I would get out. So when I come out of the military, uh, I, 
uh, we were in North Carolina, uh, warmer weather. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So we enjoyed that, but you know, my wife is from North Dakota, I'm from Minnesota, so we thought, well, let's kind of move in that happy medium. We had forgotten how cold the North was. <laughs> so we actually moved to Fargo and I got a job uh, um, at the Fargo airport. Uh, it was an entry level trying to get back sure. into the civilian world. Uh, so I got a job at the Fargo airport and uh, and then we, then it snowed. Uh, so, <laughs> and, and the wind started blowing. And yeah. so I knew pretty quick that someplace other than Fargo. Sure, so sure. I was only there for about six months. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to uh, Peoria, Illinois. I did spend 10 years at Peoria. I, I left Peoria, oh gosh, uh, 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 2001? 2001, uh, 10 years I spent there. Uh, okay. I left as a director of operations and maintenance to take the job in Cheyenne as the airport manager. Uh, okay. And Cheyenne was great. Uh, if you like the West, uh, Cheyenne is kind of on the on the plains or the foothills of the, of the mountains, if you will. So you're not in the mountains, but you're a, a short Saturday morning drive to go play in the mountains. Uh, yeah, you have great views. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Uh, and, and I really enjoyed it, uh, but it was... It was a good drive uh, to come back to see family, and then this opportunity came open. Um, uh, I can't tell you that I really knew what what Fort Wayne was, where it was, other than I knew it was in Indiana, but I didn't know much about the city. But when the position came open, uh, I thought, hey, it's worth looking at. So then I, you know, you just get a line start. Sure. Hey, what's the quality of life? What's yeah. that? And, and I am of the school that, you know, I went, I came here because of the job. Yep. The quality of life, the cost of living was added. Yeah, uh, sure. And the quality of life, the cost of living, and all the amenities that Fort Wayne has is probably why I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, that's been my experience as well. I, I always say that you know when I moved here, it was just pre-internet. It was right around the time when America Online came out. And honestly, my impression of Indiana is that I thought it was one of those square states out by Texas. I couldn't even pick it out <laughs> on a map. And now I've lived here for 26 years. So I had less uh, knowledge coming in than you did. But um, so so you've done, you did quite a bit in aviation before starting a career on the business side. Is that common or is that relatively unique? I, I think it's pretty common. I think... Uh you know, the entry level trying to get into aviation is, um, it might be, of course, I'm, I might be biased. It might be a career path that's difficult to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's highly rewarding yes. once you get in, sure. and it takes a good amount of hard work uh, mm-hmm. to get there. Uh, too many people maybe think the only way to get in is to become a pilot, and maybe I did too, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because sure. again, my thought was to be a pilot. Uh, there's a lot going on in aviation, sure. uh, and there's a huge shortage uh, you know, there is a shortage. There used to be a shortage, but of pilots. Mm-hmm. But with uh, COVID nineteen, some of the reduction in the airline capacity has Take taken care of that. Care of that yeah. At least for the next three to four years. Sure. Um, and then it might be augmented because less people are going into it during because of COVID, and also now their sure. uh, staffing personnel will limit growth capabilities. Sure. Uh, aircraft mechanics is a huge shortage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivy Tech they actually have an aircraft maintenance program. Yep. Uh, you can come out with an associate's degree and you can walk right into a $55,000, $60,000 paying job yep. uh, without a four-year, uh, without all that huge college debt. Sure, sure. And we have a good program or a good uh, uh, repair shop right here at the airport. Uh, yeah. So and you can go anywhere. Once you get your aircraft maintenance certificate, you pretty much work on aircraft. Yep. So, 
and then even to the whether it's the airlines, whether it's the fixed base operators, or whether you're you know you're selling fuel, mm-hmm. pilot supplies, sure. chartering aircraft, uh, brokering aircraft. So there's there's just so much you can do with an aviation background. Um, I do think it's kind of the trick is is how to get started. Sure. And then there might be the story is once you get started, um, you know you, you either love it or hate it. Yep. And, and those who love it just can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. And those who hate it, they, you know, do it for a year and say, yep. you know. Can't get away from it fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> that might be yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and thanks for the plug for Ivy Tech. They're good friends of Asher, and I was glad I didn't have to make that plug, but oh. they do have a great program, and that's a facility that I'm sure is important to you it is. in the work you do at, at Fort Wayne Airport. So so let's talk a little bit. I, I, you know, to me, one of the most fascinating things, um, I worked for a very small period of time for the Massachusetts Port Authority, which runs Logan Airport in Boston. And I learned a little during that time, but it was fascinating to me how much there was to know about running an airport and how complex it is. So um, tell us a little bit about your organization. Obviously, when most people think of the airport, they think of commercial flights, they go there, they go through security, they wait at the gate, they get on the plane, they go to their destination, and they think that's everything the airport does. But I'm sure there's more to it than that. So how do you describe the place where you spend your working hours? Well, Hopefully I'll answer it, but I guess I'll start. You know, you worked for a port authority um, mm-hmm. at one point. Uh, Fort Wayne, we're we're a big small town, is how mm-hmm. I always call it. Yep. Uh, the airport authority is who I work for. The yep. airport authority is a, a board. Uh, they hire the executive director, that's me, yep. and then I hire staff that I feel is necessary to run the functions of our airport system. I say airport system because the airport authority is responsible for Smithfield Airport mm-hmm. and Fort Wayne International Airport. Um, you know, there's not a lot of towns our size that actually have two airports in their community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have that. Uh, Smithfield is a great facility. They have a lot of flight instruction up there. Uh, it is uh, a smaller airport. It's designed for small aircraft that don't need real long runways. Uh, and that's what's there. And it serves the community very well. And then Fort Wayne, obviously, we have uh, the Air National Guard all the way to uh, all kinds of things we have probably the second largest runway in in the state mm-hmm. uh, outside of Grissom Air Force Base, mm-hmm. uh, just short of 12,000 foot. Uh, and our second runway is 8,000. Uh, put things in perspective, you know, Chicago Midway, their longest runway is 6,500. Huh. So the infrastructure that the uh, Allen County or yep. Northeast Indiana has in an airport system is amazing. Is, is that just because of land availability or is there another reason why the runways here are longer than, I would expect the opposite, but... Well, you need a certain amount of runway to be relevant. Sure. Uh, uh, but uh, I'm not so sure we need 12,000. Sure. But it is there, and it's in great condition, and we always maintain it. Uh, you know, if you have infrastructure, you just don't take it away for, sure. for sure. fun. Uh, it's probably back in the days when we had uh, a, a military presence, mm-hmm. which we still have now. Sure. Uh, but we had the F-16, and, uh, you know, when you even have that, we're probably back up to Wright-Patterson mm-hmm. as well as Grissom Air Force Base because sure. uh, we have the runway length. Yep. Uh, you know, we did have a significant presence in cargo, so mm-hmm. that helped us with the runway length. Uh, um, you know, we even have plans to build uh, a parallel runway, mm-hmm. uh, and those plans are master planning. Uh, I, I doubt that I'll see that runway. I'm, I'm not so sure my kids will see it. Sure. But as a public body, you always want to make sure you're doing some planning For sure. to how the airport can always meet the demand of your region. Yep. So, but at the airport, you know, I feel... I, I, I will tell you, as an executive 
director, if you really want to run the airport, you might be the director of operations. Uh, mm-hmm. If you might be down in, in the in the weeds a little bit more, but as the executive director, yeah. And I am, I'm very fortunate, I'm blessed with really good people. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of time my job is to create a positive working environment, put uh, establish a, a great culture, yep. and, and then to some degree, get out of the way. Yep. So those people who you hired can do their job and, and more likely do it better than I can. Yep. Um, yep. As, as we discussed before, we hit the record button, button. That's my job today is hiring smart people and working to keep them and staying out of their way as much as possible. It is that. Yeah. And, um, you know, but we, we're a small airport, so we have uh, uh, nobody is a specialist. So if you go to a large airport like Logan, mm-hmm. uh, when you are out there, you know, somebody might be, hey, I'm, I'm the wildlife uh, hazardous manager. Yeah. And, and pretty much that's all they're going to do. Sure. Uh, so we're a small airport and we have a bench strength to where we have people who focus on this, but they also can pick up the sticks and come over here if mm-hmm. someone takes, uh, I don't know, maternity leave or, or, or departs to go take a different opportunity. Sure. So we're a little bit more of the jacks of all trade. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Fort Wayne, we touch pretty much every segment of aviation that's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we are a joint use airport yep. at Fort Wayne International. Mm-hmm. So the Air National Guard is there. Uh, it is a civilian airport. The joint use is civilian airport and the Air Guard has a, a long-term lease over on some of the part and they use our airfield. Mm-hmm. Still our airfield, we maintain it, uh, but their base, we don't maintain that. That is the Air Force base, but the Air Force treats the airport as if it's an Air Force base. Okay. They do that intentionally so when they deploy and go in harm's way, uh, they have to maintain the airfield, the taxiways, the runways, the lighting. Uh, they need to know how to do that so when they deploy, they can. Sure. So they, they, they treat our airport as if it's theirs, uh, but it's really a community asset. Um, then we, we still have cargo. You know, We used to have a large cargo presence with Kitty Hawk, uh, mm-hmm. but we still have cargo in the sense of uh, both FedEx and UPS come in. So that's the second segment of aviation that we have. They both come in with uh, 757s uh, twice nightly. Uh, so even if you're uh, listening and uh, you're from the Fort Wayne area and says, you know, I don't really fly that much. I don't use the airport. Um, you know, it might not be right. Uh, you know, if <laughs> yeah. you ever get a you shipment. You may not, but your stuff may use the right. airport. That's right. You know, yeah. if you ever get a shipment from an Amazon or a FedEx or, a, you know, a UPS, it more than likely came through our airport. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe if it's, you know, five-day delivery, it may be sure. by truck. But sure. if it was something that you wanted in a relatively quick period, it came through your airport, and I say yeah. I airport. Sure. Um, sure. Our, our facility is a public facility. I don't yeah. get to inherit the airport to my children. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a community Too asset. bad for them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, you know, another question, um, I, I'll tell you I'm a big fan of the Fort Wayne Airport, having grown up um, near a large airport. I, I love the fact, and my friends back home in Massachusetts don't believe me when I tell them this, but there have been times when I have left my home and been through security in 15 minutes. <laughs> and I love the fact that um, it's it's very low stress. Uh, you know, you have to take it seriously, obviously, with security and everything else. But generally, if you're fourth in line, it's a long line at the, the Fort Wayne Airport. We also, in this, in this area, we're blessed with choice because there's other airports that are nearby. Why would you say 
to someone, obviously you want more traffic. You want people to use their home airport. And, and I would encourage people to do that because it's a great community asset and is only going to stay in the community if people use it. But what do you think of the advantages that flying into or out of Fort Wayne offers over, over other airports from your perspective? Um, well, if you're from Fort Wayne and you choose to fly, you know, free, free America, right? It's free enterprise. You can fly yep, wherever your sure. choice. But if you uh, from Fort Wayne, and if you decide to fly out of Fort Wayne, when you come home, there is nothing better about when you get home. And now I got to I'm 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 able to go to bed in 15 minutes. Sure. Uh, yeah. As opposed to going to a different Definitely. airport, whether it's Chicago or, yeah. you know, there are other Detroit, Indy, Columbus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hey, just came home and gosh, now it's snowing like a dog, and I, it's gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm holding my eyeballs open because I can't stay awake. Yeah. Uh, possibly uh, the biggest thing I, I mean, that's one yeah, convenience, sure. and sure. we work really hard. Uh, we again, airport staff works really hard to make sure that we are bringing all the amenities that are needed, yep. uh, are sought after, are asked mm-hmm. from uh, the community uh, to our airport, as well as we're making sure it's clean, friendly, yep. uh, easy to get through. Yes. Uh, you know, just just because we're a small airport, we still have the same compliance requirements for the TSA, same yep. requ- uh, sure. everything. So the safety, security is all there, right in your own backyard. Yeah, uh, I do ask people all the time. Of course, I work at the airport. Sure, um, I do ask people, please, uh, if you're going to fly and you're not going to fly Fort Wayne, uh, yeah, c- did you at least look at it? Mm-hmm. You know, our pricing uh, is typically in line with yep. wherever you're going, and you know the way the airlines price their product. If you get a really cheap fare, it's because you probably bought it and that airline doesn't have many customers on it mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. If you look at a fare, any airport, not just ours, yep. and the, the airlines, uh, the ticket is really expensive, well, you might be buying the la- one of the last five to seven tickets yep. on the airplane. Yeah. Um, so it is a, th- they've got the modeling of pricing modeling of supply and demand yep. down really well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and you know, if you fly somebody, if you go someplace else to fly, it's whether you're flying or whether you're buying a car or mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, you're, you're taking your dollars and you're transferring your economic impact from your own town yep. and giving it to a different community. Yeah. And, and, and that might make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the airport world, we call that leakage. Mm-hmm. So if somebody lives in the Fort Wayne area and they fly a different airport, we call that person as a leaked passenger. Yep. Uh, every airport has leakage. Uh, mm-hmm. Chicago O'Hare has leakage. Sure. But that might be because, you know, in Chicago, it says, hey, I live here, but I'm going to drive to Fort Wayne because my mom lives in Fort mm-hmm. Wayne and we're going to fly together because yes. she wants sure. assistance. Sure. So, I mean, Chicago here doesn't have a lot of leakage. Yeah, sure. We got leakage. Yeah. Um, so, but we would, obviously, we would prefer to people to use their hometown sure. airport when they fly. Yeah. But my answer is, if you can't, you can. Yeah, uh, sure. But please tell me you at least... Checked yeah, us. For sure, for sure. Well, and I, I can speak to your first point. My son and I went to Australia two years ago and we flew Fort Wayne to Dallas Fort Worth, Dallas Fort Worth to Sydney. And I cannot tell you how great it was to land in Fort Wayne and be home in 15 minutes after traveling for 28 hours. Well, and I, <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people and they said, you know, I flew out of India or I flew out of whatever airport. And they said, you know, it really wasn't that bad of a drive down there. But when we landed and we're coming home, it was horrible. Yeah, you know, yeah. that, that last bit of a drive when you just wanted to oh, be home yeah, for sure. was, for uh, sure. was painful. For and sure. To which my answer was, well, good for you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, um, so do you think it's primarily driven by perceptions of price, why people may not be as inclined to fly out of their home airport? Any idea why that is? 
I think it's all price. Yeah. Uh, now there, uh, and price could be. Uh, I mean, we have Allegiant, mm-hmm. and, and not to plug any particular airline, sure. but we have Allegiant, and they have um, done very well. Their mm-hmm. whole model, their business plan is is based on the leisure traveler. Yep. So if you're if you're going to go see a mouse in Florida mm-hmm. for for vacation, um, yep. Got a family of five. Uh, those those numbers add up prior to Allegiant yeah. being here. Yeah. Because uh, Allegiant has a very attractive pricing model, yep. but. Hey, if you could save seventy-five to a hundred dollars a ticket, uh, big deal. If you're going sure, by yourself, sure. Or if you're going on a business trip, yep. it, uh, or even if you are going on a honeymoon, yeah, uh, big deal. Yeah, it's not that big of a dollar, but if you're taking three kids and a wife sure. and it's five sure. of you, it starts to get to be real yeah, money. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I think one of the things that I try to factor in, and hopefully other people do too, is the cost of gas, the cost of a hotel if you're staying overnight, um, and just the cost of time, which I don't think people think about. So, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. And, you know, at least if you're flying for business, uh, I hope you're thinking about time because yeah. your boss isn't paying you to sit in and look through a windshield on a car. Correct, yeah. Uh, you could fly at the local airport. Yeah pull some laptop out and get sure. some work done yep. on our free Wi-Fi. Yep. <laughs> See how I work that in? <laughs> that's, that's great. Uh, yeah. and, Feel know, free to keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's some things where you can be productive if you're flying for work. And, sure. you know, too many people think that, ah, oh, the airport's here and I don't really fly that. They lose sight of the fact that the airport is here. You know, half our passengers are not residents. Mm-hmm. You know, half the mm-hmm. people are people coming to Fort Wayne yep. to do business yeah. or, 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 to see mom and dad mm-hmm. or, or vacation. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the, it goes both ways. Yeah. So, and we like it when people say, hey, I'm going to Fort Wayne to uh, do business. Uh, it, it just frustrates me when someone who's flying for business and they choose a different airport only to, you know, rent a car, yeah. drive for two hours. Yeah. You know, and if if the boss is requiring you to do that, then, then you got to wonder... Well, the boss just doesn't value my time sure. with my family, sure. my time as an employee. Sure. Um, and again, to be fair, um, there are some people I do believe who are traveling to a different airport to start their flight because mm-hmm. uh, they might have an anxiety of flying and they want that direct flight. Yep. And, you know, we are a connecting airport. You sure. know, the, our country created a hub and spoke mm-hmm. environment. Yep. And we are a spoke. So we. Now we're attractive. We we have seven hubs that we serve, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have five and then six seasonal markets with Allegiant. So we we have, you know, twelve to thirteen uh, direct flight destinations, seven of which are hub for connectivity. Uh, we're very well connected, and a little bit of that is, uh, I'll say it's all because I I work really hard. That's, that's <laughs> not it. A little bit of that is just geography is for where we are. You know, yeah. we are in kind of Central America, so we have good access to the sure. Atlanta, yep. you know, Detroit, Chicago. We still have Philadelphia service, mm-hmm. Charlotte, yep. uh, you know, Dallas, Atlanta. Uh, so we have good connectivity. Uh, love to have the only hub that we really need that we don't have is Denver. Mm-hmm. And we were getting close to getting that uh that's probably not going to happen right now sure. until the industry can do sure. a little bit more recovery. Sure. Uh, and But it, we will get it. It's just not a matter of if. It is a matter of when. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I'll, I'll tell you from a customer service standpoint, I have a, I have a big passion for customer service and, and two quick stories. 
Um, there's a friend of mine who has a customer service training business who actually uses the airport as sort of a hallmark for customer service. The, the cookies, you know, when you get off the flight, um, the, the covered shuttle that'll take you to your car if it's raining, stuff that I think we in Fort Wayne, if you only fly out of Fort Wayne, you think that's every airport. That's not every airport. Yeah, I can't think <laughs> of another airport that gives that works hard to make yeah. sure every passenger gets some kind of uh, yeah. uh, something. Yeah. And, and in our case, it's a cookie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, if, it, if I'm in the airport industry, so when you go around and talk to other airports, even people who have never been to Fort Wayne, you say, oh, you're from Fort Wayne. Oh, you're that cookie airport. Yeah. So we are pretty well known in the industry of giving cookies out. And, and the attraction of that is it's a cookie made from Ellison Bakery mm-hmm. right across the street. So. Yep. You know, you get that cookie, and then you walk outside, and you smell the yeah. the scent of freshly baked cookies. And I gotta think people are saying, "Man, that's a special touch." How are they doing that? <laughs> yeah. in, in reality, you know, the factory's right across yeah, the street. Sure, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. You have the scent piped in. Yeah. Pump, yeah. But uh, and you know, the other thing that I've heard multiple times, uh, having you know family outside of the areas when they come in, they are really impressed with the airport and the level of customer service and how easy it is to get in and out. So I think I think we've got a great thing. We've got a great thing in the airport, and it's just a matter of as many people as possible supporting it. Yep. So anything else you want people to know about um, the place where you work or the people you work with? What what, what are some little known facts that you might want people to know about? Ah, uh, well. I... Okay, well, uh, other you know, 2020 is going to go down with an asterisk. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's probably true of not just airports or airline industry. It's probably true of most every business in sure, sure. Not our country, the yeah. globe. That's uh, right. You know, the pandemic has been impactful for everybody. Yeah. But prior to that, and this, again, is not me breaking my arm because mm-hmm. I work at the airport, but you know, and I do fly, but I'm not flying to make any true impact. Uh, but we have had 10 years of growth, mm-hmm. uh, 10 consecutive years of growth. And sure, someone could say, yeah, that might just be because of the recovery of the big recession. And mm-hmm. to some degree, that's true. But sure. in 2016, we broke an all-time record, mm-hmm. uh, which we broke that record in 17. Mm-hmm. We broke that record in 18 mm-hmm. and 19. Uh, January of 2020 and February of 2020, we were at the conclusion of February, we were up uh, 14%. So we were well on our way of, of killing it. Yep. You know, we were doing real well. And, and, and then the pandemic sure. descended upon us. Sure. But the airport is, uh, whether you live in Fort Wayne or wherever you live, if you want to look at, uh, your regional GDP or the overall, uh, health of your economy, go to your airport mm-hmm. and see how many passengers you've got. Mm-hmm. Cause again, passengers are both local residents as well as half of them are outside of your area if your airport's growing uh, that's a quick indicator Mm -hmm. that you have strong economic input or uh, uh, growth in your Mm -hmm. region because people are coming to do business or people are leaving to do business and and bring in that uh, whether it's product sales whatever back sure sure so i've always said that it does have a small lag but maybe less of a lag because employment traffic or passenger traffic is more readily available than waiting for a whole quarter to pass sure. before you can see it. Yeah. Um, but you know, the airport authority, uh, both Fort Wayne and Smithfield, we work hard to make sure people are, uh, are proud of their airport system mm-hmm. in Northeast Indiana. Yep. We do serve, uh, you know, the, uh, the Western Ohio, yep. uh, maybe even a little bit of a sliver of the, uh, of the Michigan area. Sure. And we just want people, and, and you've said it, and I appreciate that, that, you know, it's hard to believe how easy it is to get yeah. in and out of Fort Wayne. Yeah. Um, 
we work hard. We uh, our bathrooms. Uh, not, not to talk about bathrooms, but <laughs> you know, nobody wants to go into a, a yeah. public restroom and see that it's dirty. Yeah, uh, we get a lot of compliments because we work hard to make sure that those uh, areas that people yeah. want clean are clean. Yeah. Uh, we have stepped up our cleaning procedures because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Yep. So, and quite frankly, uh, the shame of it is, you know, we've always were clean, mm-hmm. but some of our cleaning procedures, it's too bad that it took a pandemic mm-hmm. to do some of the frequency of disinfecting that mm-hmm. we are now doing. Sure. Uh, even if we all get vaccinated tomorrow yeah. uh, and, and COVID kind of subsides, uh, it's going to stick around. Sure. Uh, it will help out even for the influenza, the cold sure. season. Sure. Uh, so some of those things, and that's not true. Of, I don't believe it's true of just a Fort Wayne airport mm-hmm. system. Yeah. I think that's true of the airline as well. Sure. Is what we've learned through this is, you know, if we have it's a little bit of doing the right thing, yep. if we have the ability, we have the knowledge, why wouldn't we? And yeah, we will. For sure. For sure. Well, I think, you know, the, the, the watchword to me is that it's a very friendly airport. Obviously, you know, again, secure, safe, but but mainly friendly. That's what I hear people say. And while it's kind of a cliche, it's kind of corny, it kind of is reflective of Fort Wayne. So, so great job. Well, well, speaking of the specter of COVID-19 and coronavirus, let's talk about some of the things you're working on right now, whether they're related to the pandemic or if you're more future focused. Some of the things you're working on right now that are most interesting, most challenging, top of mind, don't have to talk about everything you're working on, but a few examples of things that you think would be interesting for people to hear about. Yeah, I, I, I got two, um, and they would be interested in whether it was COVID-19 or not. Uh, the first one is, is you know, uh, the one thing about the airport, you got long runways, it takes a fair amount of real estate. So mm-hmm. we are right around 4,000 acres strong. Uh, and we have, we have a little bit of land that is um, adjacent to the airfield, but it's divided by uh, Smith Road and Indianapolis Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been working through last several months with a developer uh, about selling that piece of ground. Mm-hmm. In order to sell lands, it takes a fair amount of work. You have to get land released from sure. the federal government or the FAA. Mm-hmm. There's a whole long, uh, a lot of issues that we have to do. But that piece of ground is, uh, we are, we're really close, uh, probably with the next 30 days of selling that. And mm-hmm. that, that developer has got a client who will be bringing new jobs to the community. Great. Um, it, in a sizable quantity. Yep. Uh, so it's exciting. I look, I wish I could talk more about it. It would, <laughs> it, it would certainly increase your listenership if you yeah, will. Yeah. Uh, well, our but, goal in this podcast is to get no one in trouble. So <laughs> there, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'll leave it at that. So, yeah. and that's, it's been a fun project. So, and oh, that's great. actually a project that is doesn't really have an aviation background mm-hmm. requirement. That's yeah, just sure. business development, sure. which we work on business development, whether it's increasing our uh, corporate presence with uh, corporate air and charter yep. aircraft or airlines. But this business development has been you know, a little bit of a different element. Sure. So it's been fun going through that process of learning new things and, and enticing companies to come and develop on property that is really not aviation related. Sure, sure. Probably the bigger thing that's... Uh, it is COVID related. Uh, obviously, we're down this year. Just uh, the entire industry is down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have eight gates at our terminal building, and our terminal building was built in '54 uh, or '55, mm-hmm. uh, 1954 or '5, uh, and then it was its last major remodel uh, was done in '93. Mm-hmm. And in '93, we had we still had uh, uh, turboprop aircraft, mm-hmm. and we were just starting to see the uh, regional jet aircraft. 
the 50 seat regional jet. So we have eight gates, but today we have eight gates that we cannot put eight aircraft on at the same time mm-hmm. uh, because of the, the, the wingspans. They're bigger aircraft mm-hmm. and we have wing tip conflict uh, sure. if they're parked. So we are we have been working on uh, what we call Project Gateway, mm-hmm. uh, and it is going to be an expansion of the terminal building and a remodel. Uh, we are doing that in two different phases, just because, right? It, it's it's not like someone's going to build your house. We're going to try to live in the uh, house yeah. while we're trying to expand it. <laughs> yeah, and build. you're still going to stay in business, right? So, so is this more gates, or are they just spaced apart further, or a combination of the two? It's a combination of the two. Okay. We are going to have 10 gates when we're done. Great. Uh, and they'll, we'll be able to put uh, aircraft in all of them when mm-hmm. we're done. Yeah. But we are doing it in two phases. You know, So west, we are working on the west phase. Uh, once we started construction on the west phase, which hopefully will be this April, mm-hmm. uh, it was our intention to sign a contract with an architectural to start doing the design of the east side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are pumping the brakes on the east side right now until we can... Uh, we see the recovery not coming in full swing until 2023. Sure. Uh, so uh, you never want to overbuild, but you don't want to be not ready for the growth. Sure. So sure. we need to do get this first part. So we see this. We've been here before, whether it was 9-11, the big recession. Yep. We've seen dips in aviation. Sure. And it always has come back at a much uh, faster rate. Uh, and out of the big recession, it took us five years to recover. Okay. It took the airline, uh, when I say us, I mean Fort Wayne, Northeast mm-hmm. Indiana, it took the aviation industry about 7.5 years to recover. So we recovered faster as an airport than than most airports mm-hmm. in, uh, domestically. Sure. So, so we are doing that. Uh, we are working on the construction documents right now. Uh, we are doing it through a project delivery method of construction manager as constructor. We've mm-hmm. hired Michael Kinder and Sons mm-hmm. to, to perform that function. Um, we should be getting soliciting bids for each uh, trade, if you will, in that February time frame. And we're excited. We'll, hopefully we'll see some construction ribbon cuttings to start, uh, or groundbreaking, if you will, um, that April. Oh, great. Well, year. that's great, great for you and great for Fort Wayne. Awesome. So, um, Scott, the, the last thing we do on this podcast is kind of a, a quick hit on three questions, similar to the ones we've already talked about, but sort of a speed round, if you will. So the first thing I'll ask you is, you know, if you were giving advice to someone, and I'm going to focus on the aviation industry because that's where you've spent most of your time. If you were giving advice to someone who was looking to start a career in the industry, what might you tell them? Um, Head first. Dive into it. If you want to put your toe into it and just to see if you like it, you get that part-time job even if you're back in high school, go for it. But if... uh, if you feel aviation is where you want to be, I will tell you that it has been very rewarding. Uh, it's an exciting uh, uh, industry. Uh, so jump in and, pre, you know, a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. uh, maybe long days. But I, I can't tell you, you know, the old saying where ah, I love my job. I've never worked a day in my life. Hey, there's been days where I've worked. Sure, uh, sure, sure. But there's been a whole lot more days where oh my gosh, it's time to go home and I'm yeah. already late. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy my time. Yeah. Uh, I went to an aviation school. I don't know that that's required. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. uh, you do want to have some business acumen sure. Uh, sure. to come into it, and then you just need to learn the industry. And possibly true of every industry, if you think aviation, um, if you don't like reading, get over it. Start reading. <laughs> yeah. Learn about sure. your industry, whether sure. it's periodicals, articles, articles, yeah. uh, uh, 
regulations, mm-hmm. just start learning. Yeah. Um, and, and I like reading, so I say that. Uh, <laughs> well, but, it's, it is true in every industry, even in ours, where if you're not a learner, you're not going to last very long. So. Well, and I have told many people that to where, hey, I got out of college, I'm ready to do my job, and I really don't want to read books anymore. And, and whoa, yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your education doesn't stop with diploma, if, for sure. If you stop learning, you better check your pulse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and it sounds like there's great opportunities in the industry as well. So definitely a career path that if someone... You know, especially at these times when people are reconsidering, what do I do next? It sounds like a great place to at least investigate for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Second quick hit question, uh, talking about your organization. If somebody stopped you on the street and said, you have 30 seconds, how would you describe the place where you work? And it doesn't have to be exactly 30 okay, seconds. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to start looking at my watch. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the, the airport authority works hard to make sure that we meet the demands of the travel industry specifically the airport or the aviation travel industry for our region. Uh, It is not just flying an aircraft. It's not just commercial carriers. Too many people think, well, I went there to fly, and that must be the only thing they do. Uh, We do much more than that. Uh, And we we are trying to foster a good environment to where, again, the airport authority, we don't own any airplanes. Mm -hmm. We don't own the airlines. Uh, Mm -hmm. We don't tell the airlines, hey, you will start flying here tomorrow. So we try to create an environment to where, uh, an airline, cargo, military, corporate aircraft can come in and have ease of operation. Uh, that fosters them to be, hopefully, profitable environment. Uh, I mean, they are a for-profit company, so if they come in here and they can't make any money, chances are they won't be here long. And if, if you don't like that, if your company wasn't making money, how long would the doors sure, be open, sure, right? Sure, uh, So. Between Fort Wayne and Smithfield, uh, we are uh, we operate like a business, but we at the end of the day we are uh, public, and we want to make sure that both Smithfield and Fort Wayne are convenient to the users, and we satisfy the traveling needs of Northeast Indiana. Great. So the last question, um, and I'm sure you've had the opportunity to do this in reality, not just theoretically, but if you were talking to a peer who was maybe struggling, because right now everybody's facing challenges of some kind, what, what might you say to a person uh, you know, about the, the state of the industry, the state of the world, if you will, to encourage them and to help them you know, see ahead to a day when things are going to be a little better? Um, well, wow. Uh, I think people need to let go of their of how things were done. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because the pandemic has made everybody pivot. Yep. So you can't. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. If we've been doing this for for twenty years, don't even don't even think that way. Uh, yep. Feel fresh. Um, make yourself put yourself back in the shoes when you just got out of college you got that first job you were just full of vinegar and all these fresh ideas uh, go find that that self again yeah. uh, and and then I think the tr- other trick is is uh, and I'll say this because it's me yep uh, I'm not gonna invent the next electronic gizmo that saves the US GDP mm-hmm. but I I don't think too many people are going to outwork me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. I, I enjoy what I do. Sure. Uh, most of my days don't feel like work. I just, uh, and then I, I have been very fortunate. I, I won't give my, break my arm. Maybe it's all by accident. 
I have surrounded myself with really good people yep. uh, yeah, that have the same kind of a work ethic. Sure. And and then we created a culture to where, you know, hey, if we're going to work this hard and be a, with each other, let's let's make sure we have fun. Yep. Right. Because between your hours of work, sleep, and the only a little bit of time that you get to spend it off work, yeah, um, you might as well enjoy what you're doing for sure all around. So, I guess my best advice would be is uh, roll up your sleeves. Have fun, work hard, yeah. uh, and don't stop learning about your industry. Yeah, you know, if you're in these times, if you're lucky enough to have your health and the people around you have your health, then, you know, it's time to do things differently and enjoy what you're doing and be grateful for what you're able to do. So great perspective. Well, Scott, thank you so much for being here with us. Great story and appreciate everything you do and everything the airport does for our community. And everyone, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Asher Marketing Podcast. We will see you then. Thank you.